Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Always excited when you spend some time with us here to enjoy some fun Disney talk. Scott joins me today, and we answer your listener questions, including some questions about spectating during Marathon Weekend. Do the guests need theme park reservations to go into the theme parks to cheer on the runners? Great question. We talk about that. What about the park hopper option? Can you add that towards the end of your trip? And is this a good idea? We discussed that. Ideas for the sea day on your next Disney cruise and also ideas for your day in Nassau, the Bahamas. We discussed that and many other topics come your way on today's podcast. As always, don't forget our shows are brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now, no matter wherever you're listening, whenever. They stand by 24-7 to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Just swing by the website right now. Fill out that no-obligation quote form and mention the Be Our Guest podcast, and you and I are going to plan an amazing trip for no additional cost to you. Again, check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link this busy holiday season. It really does help support everything we do throughout the year. It's one extra click that means a lot to us. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this possible. We could not do this without your support. And our patrons get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2202 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are having a rocking week and thanks for joining us here on the podcast. As we do every Wednesday, we tackle your listener questions. And today, Pam is uh, out on the West Coast taking care of business, literally taking care of business for all of us Disney fans, meeting with the bigwigs out there. But I'm sure she's having a lot of fun, too. Don't get, don't be, don't be fooled. When Pam goes out for business, she's in the right kind of business, right, Disney? So there's always a lot of fun to be mixed in there. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait till she gets back and tells us about this trip. So today, joining me to answer those listener questions, it's your friend and mine, hashtag Scotty G up in the mitten. What's up, Scott? Happy Wednesday, Mike. You, I say this all the time. This is one of my favorite shows to record. I love the listener questions because you never know what you're going to get. I like the surprise element and our the listeners always ask great questions. So excited to be here today. So I do have an important announcement at the beginning of this show today, and I, you would appreciate it more than anybody else. So I, I just wanted to break this news because people might have been wondering on the social media out there in a podcast land that uh, after much... Uh, uh, consideration and thought I have decided not to enter the transfer portal this year. I'm going to stay where I am and uh, ride this one out and uh, just see how things go here on the BR guest podcast. So hopefully you, you're not, are anybody else entering the portal this year? I'm, I'm, I might be entering. I'm <laughs> 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 trying to figure out what, um, what do I get out of this podcast? I'm just kidding. I get so much out of this podcast. This is so much fun. Like I look forward to doing this all the time with you. So 
I'm gonna stay pat. I'm I'm staying with no no transfer. There we unless go. Unless if you want, unless if you're gonna kick me off the team, you know, like is that no, is that possible? Apparently, I mean, unless Deion Sanders rolls in and he tells you that, hey man, I'm bringing my luggage and it's uh, Louis Vuitton and uh, you're hit the, hit the portal, buddy. Anyway, this is, again, we, you and I get together and turn into football. So let's talk Disney. So real quick, into breaking news a couple of days ago. The thing that I think is never going to happen, and I was just going to ask you because you have a passport because you're up by Michigan, so you get to you do actually have marathons where you got to have a passport yeah. or a passport card because you run into into Canada during the race and then run back and you got to have it with you. It's I got to do that one. One of the coolest races. We should do it next year for my forty. Totally. Yeah. Get Let me know. Though. I'll sign up. But. Here's the thing. We found out earlier this week that real ID thing, which is what I was going to get when I have to renew my driver's license here in a few, you know, next this summer or whatever, push back till uh, 2025. This thing is never wow. going to happen, I don't think. Like, what are they doing with this? I, I mean, 2018, I, I think, was when it was originally supposed to happen. Yeah. I Yeah, it's kind of crazy that, you know, it'll be like 2050. <laughs> the next thing we know, right? It's always going to get pushed back but you should look in the passport you know i know for like when you cruise to like you yeah. just do the birth certificate yeah like i did the passport card originally and that was just fine for cruising too you know like as long as you're like going to like those caribbean islands or whatever so recommend the passport cards so you can run the the half the detroit half with me on my birthday my yeah. big four zero I do need to, uh, yeah, I need to get on that because that's the one thing that kept me from filling, finishing out my survivor application and amazing race a couple of times that yeah. got to have a passport. So I was out. So there you go. Missing, missing out, man. I know. And shout out to Len and Jen who are finally at Walt Disney World right now. They've been in the chat room for the last uh, several months talking about this upcoming trip. Well, they're there right now as we're recording, uh, actually checking in live from Pandora they're waiting for the uh, Tree of Life Awakening here shortly. So you've been show. to that. that Isn't that, that one of the coolest things? Show. It is. It is. Because it's easy. It's one of the things that Walt Disney World is easy. Really easy. Like, so. Even like um, everything they do around the Tree of Life, like that bird, like the macaws or whatever, like that bird show that they do, like that is spectacular. I love that thing. And those birds look so real. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's one of those things like Disney has, they're crossing that line. You know, the, it's, we know they're real. But they're trained. I mean, it's scary how well those things are trained. Like they could, if they wanted to, I don't know if you saw that viral clip on, it was probably about two weeks ago, where some birds snuck like a reporter's AirPod right out of his ear during the live shot. Did you see that? I missed yeah, that. Look on I YouTube. They could totally like train these birds to go out there and be like, just get the AirPod Pro 2s. Like, you know, just get the really <laughs> expensive and new ones. And like, you know, it's like 16 of those birds, man. They could get like, you know, several thousand dollars worth of AirPods every show yeah. and just gone. I'm just saying. So speaking of birds in Animal Kingdom, not to go on a tangent here, but and I'll, I'll probably talk about this on a future trip before, but, you know, I love Flame, Flame Tree Barbecue. And I don't know about you, Mike, but like when Satouli Cantina opened up, like, I stopped giving the love to Flame Tree because I, I kept going over there. I haven't know? been to Flame Tree Barbecue since Santuli opened yeah. up, and I love Flame Tree. It's oh, it smells so good. It, it should be illegal how good it smells. I know. So like, we we made the decision like, all right, we're going to Flame Tree this time. You know, like we got to do it. And then Emily, you know, like she hates like all those birds around there, right? And she was like, all right, I'll suck it up, guys. Like I'll be tough. We'll go to Flame Tree and like because we haven't been there in so long. Like you were saying, it's been years since we've been to Flame Tree. And guess what? They kind of like redid the decorations around there, the decor where they have like these wires that prevent the birds from going in all those spaces. So it was bird free, Mike. It was oh my amazing. gosh. It's a, it's a holiday miracle. And it's yep. how ironic is it? It's Disney's animal kingdom park 
and they have right. to keep the birds out but it yeah, does so i mean we got the, so we got our spot that we love you know like right on like you have to go deep right you have to go deep beyond flame tree but like it's worth the walk i mean you're carrying like three drinks mm -hmm. like you know you've done like a half marathon basically to get to this table but then you sit down and then boom you're looking over the water you see everest and there were no birds flying around and you had good barbecue so the payoff is worth it you gotta go so back good. there in those tables that's where we record our very first ever live be our guest podcast in 2009 it was crazy. So anyway, yeah. let's get the list of questions. That's why we're here. We got a question in the inbox from Courtney. She's down in uh, Lilburn, Georgia. It says, hey, Mike, Pam, Ricky. She says, baby girl, Ricky. And Scott, first, I want to say that I love your show. I've been listening for over a year now, and I feel like we're all friends. I could really get my Disney fix while I'm anxiously waiting for our next trip to the world. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Second, I have a question about Park Hopper. We're headed down in two weeks with another family of four, total of eight people in total. My family and I go all the time, so we know that we are not a fan of the park hopper because of our little kids. My family originally planned not to go to Animal Kingdom because we just went in May and would rather spend our time at Epcot. The family we're going with does not get to go all the time, and they're really worried that Epcot has nothing to offer their 9 and 11-year-olds even though I rave about Epcot constantly. My question is, we have two-day tickets. If they decide on that second day that they want to do the Park Hopper, how does that work? I know usually Park Hopper applies to all the tickets, but is if there's only one day left in our trip, will it justify and charge us for that last day? Okay, let me just stop there. She has one other question. Here's the deal. Park Hopper is an all-or-nothing proposition with Magic Your Way tickets. You're going to be charged if you even if you add it the second day, you're paying for it on day one and two. You're paying for it the length of the tickets. It doesn't matter. You're paying the same price that people would pay for 10 day tickets for the park hopper for two days, one day, 10 day. It does not matter. So if you're going to use the park hopper, it's for the length of your ticket. Add it prior to even going down. And it does give you flexibility. I know that we're kind of spoiled because both you and I have been annual pass holders for quite a while and it's kind of built into the annual pass. I could see where, you know, you may not want to use a park hopper for, you know, if you have little kids and you're very disciplined and you're going down and you can, cause you know, I, I think the hack around using a park hopper is to go early in the morning, take a midday break, go back to the same park in the evening. It kind of feels like you're breaking up your day. It's almost like hopping, but you're hopping to the same park. Maybe you do like the left side of the park and you know, like, Adventureland, Frontierland kind of stuff in the morning, then go to Tomorrowland and Fantasyland or whatever in the evening to kind of break it up or like World Showcase, Future World kind of thing. Um, but what do you think about that? I mean, they're going two days. And what what's the argument for nine and 11 year old Epcot has nothing to offer? I think there's a, I think there's still plenty to offer for a nine and 11 year old at Epcot. I mean, but again, like I'm like not your usual, like, you know, I'm not your average Disney fan. Like I'm an Uber <laughs> Disney fan. So like, I think about like, I think a nine 11 year old would love frozen ever after, you know, Same. I think that's a great attraction living with the land soaring. I mean, I think there's so many great attractions in future world and will showcase for a nine and 11 year old to enjoy. And to your point about the park hopper. Yeah. We're spoiled with the annual passes, but, and you said, Mike, yeah, you can go early in the morning to one park and then go late at night, like do the other side of the park. But there's something to me about it just feels like it's a brand new day when you go to one park in the morning, you take a nap, you swim or whatever, get some lunch. Then you come back to a brand new park. It almost feels like you just like re-energized because like, oh, man, like we're starting a brand new day over. We're going to a new theme park. And there's something about that excitement to me 
Um, and I think the nine and 11 year olds would like that. Like, Hey, let's see more stuff, you know? And then, you know, I'm always big on park having the Epcot because I love harmonious. And then you can see the awesome nighttime show with the fountains and the fireworks. So I would be all for the park hopping. Yeah. My thing with that is if you're thinking you want the park hopper, just go ahead and get it. I know it's a cost, but you know, it's one of those things you get down there and you just feel like you're missing out. Like it's one of those things you're going to have a regret. Don't have a regret. You're paying a lot for the vacation already. Add it on park. Hop. But get, you know, that's the thing. You definitely got to get it before the trip even starts. So you can mm -hmm. use it the entire trip. You don't want to use it at the end. Buy it at the end because you're wasting your money at that point. Because you're not. Yeah, maybe it. don't park hop the Epcot. Like it opens up more. We always talk about how we're tied to the park pass and like there's no spontaneity, but that the park hopper adds that. And you can decide, you know what, let's go to the studios instead. Like mm -hmm. it opens up all those possibilities to your day. So I think it's, I know it's more expensive to add, but I think, I really think there is value in getting the park hopper. I really do. It's a, it's a hack around the theme park reservations, you know, for that two o'clock, you can usually go wherever you want, which is kind of nice. And she says, third, uh, have you, uh, let's see, have you heard of standby skipper? I just recently discovered it and purchased it for my two days coming up. It apparently makes all of your Genie Plus reservations for me, so I don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. to schedule my first one, and I'm not constantly on my phone during the day trying to find the best time. I want to get every moment and experience out of our upcoming Christmas trip, so I'm excited to try out this app. FYI, it looks like it's only available for Apple. Thanks for all you guys do. Sincerely, Courtney. I've never heard of that, and I... I'm very wary of stuff like that because it would, because of how Genie Plus works, it has to work through your My Disney Experience app. And I, I just don't know. I mean, maybe it does work, but I just, I, I'm a control freak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't like to give over that kind of control. So, yeah, I never heard of that either. I thought maybe it was like a Jungle Cruise skipper is making your Genie <laughs> selections for you. And maybe that's what it is. It's like a, a side hustle that the that the skippers at Jungle Cruise have created where they do your Genie Plus for you. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never heard of that. I'm with you, Mike, though. I like to, I'm not like a control freak, but I like to like, I like to have my hands on mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing, you know? So like, I would like to make those decisions or someone in my group. It's funny. Cause like, I don't like to make a decision what my family wants to have for dinner on a regular basis. But for some reason on my Disney trip, I like to have that, that control, you know? And I just like to say, where are we eating Scott when I'm there for marathon weekend? And it's always the right answer. So I, I trust you, man. We, we go to the right parks, go to the right restaurants. We go to the right rides. I'm like, cool. All right. Jessica's got a question here in the live chat. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. If you had to be in a park on president's day, which park would you go to? So President's Day weekend, if you don't know, down at Walt Disney World, parallels Martin Luther King weekend. It's kind of like two mirror weekends, January and February. Extremely busy at Walt Disney World because I think folks from climates like mine, like Scott's, uh, we just want to get away from the winter for a weekend. The Obviously, the kids are out of school. A lot of folks have, you know, three, four-day weekend from work. And um, especially, you know, president's weekend you know spring training's going on too it's kind of it's a great weekend to go down but it's extremely busy in the parks i would tend to say epcot on the busiest days because epcot handles the crowds the best it's yeah. just very spread out that's what i would say but scott what about you yeah and if we're talking specifically president's day we always say like magic kingdom monday right magic kingdom is always like swamped on mondays and president's day would be a monday it's a holiday and that's where everyone wants to be, right? Everyone wants to go to Hall of Presidents, maybe, you know, to celebrate our, our great history with our presidents. But you can still kind of do that at Epcot too, right? With American Adventure. I know it's under refurb right now. Not sure if it's going to be back up and running then. 
but like just hanging out in the American pavilion would be an awesome thing to do on president's day. And I feel like I've done that before because I'm, I'm, I tend to be there a lot. As Mike said, we like to get away from those winter climates here in the North and, you know, go South and the school schedule allows for those longer weekends, but Epcot would be my pick too, for sure. All right. Good call. And Amy is live in our Facebook chat and she says, uh, my son's favorite park, uh, growing up when he, through, uh, when he was 10 years old was Epcot. Now he's 15 and he's more into the studios, but yeah, you know what? Epcot really does have a lot because you might not think about it, but I mean, living with the land is my favorite attraction, but even when my daughters were younger, they loved living with the land. You got, uh, the seas with Nemo and friends. Soren is one. The kids like test track for, like you said, frozen ever after, and just to explore the nations, you know, the countries, yeah. World Showcase. I, it, the kids would have a blast in Epcot. Yeah, I know we've kind of moved past that question, but the more I think yeah. about it, man, just sell them on Epcot. You guys have a blast. Always sell them on it. I mean, it's my favorite part. I mean, I'm Epscot for crying out loud. But uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things we've ever done, I think I've talked about it on before. We even wrote a blog post for Ricky's site on it. It was around the world and $80. So I know you're like, it's adding more money to your to your budget, but... We gave Emily an $80 gift card when she was like six or seven years old. And the rule was she had to go buy something at every pavilion. So we had to, it gave us an excuse to explore every pavilion and World showcase. And she had to buy something, but you know, she started in Mexico, Mike, and bought like a $25 purse. So then we were like doing the math, like, all right, so 80 <laughs> minus your 25, like we got out the pen and paper. She's doing the math, doing some division to figure out like what her budget is left for the 10 remaining countries. And like, it just became like a game and it got her like, exploring going deep into the pavilions and that's a memory we'll never forget it was like one of the most fun experiences we ever had at epcot and that's a great idea except with inflation it's gonna have to be around the world i know that's gonna be like 180 dollars <laughs> exactly 80 is gonna get you about to yeah. china I'm about to say, like, <laughs> even then like five six seven years i don't even know how long ago it was like like in italy it was like two chocolates is what she ended up getting. could i have a an italian glass of water no here's a bottle no i can't afford the bottle of water i just need a cup from and the one was a, uh, the canadian like flag like on a stick which still sits on her bookshelf a lot of that's that stuff, awesome like, she got this eiffel tower thing in france like it all like kind of sits on her bookshelf right still. Like, but you know those really are, cool those are like tchotchkes and stuff like you remember the day from those little bitty things you throw the little flag on your on your dresser yeah i, I like that that's, that's great idea around the world in 80 bucks but now it has to be 180 yeah exactly yeah totally uh kim is actually uh one of our listeners she's a photo pass photographer right now on duty in epcot i believe she's she says she's in morocco tonight so if you're at epcot go see kim and get your picture done uh there she uh, has a fun tip for everybody she says if you're looking for something fun and cheap to do with the whole family pop century and art of animation have the tie-dyed shirts and pillowcases you can design every afternoon. Shirts are only $17, and I think the pillowcases are nine-ish, she says. They end up with a Mickey on them. They turn out awesome, but it's definitely a must-do if you're looking for something new to try. I've seen this at Pop Century, and it is cool. Usually they do them a lot of times, kind of set up either outside uh, everything pop, kind of by where the big numbers are, or over by where they make the s'mores, kind of where the... Um, it was like goofy with a surfboard and a like a yep. Corvette or something, some kind of a car. I did it once in a weird spot because it was raining. Um, so it was like over by the old like airline luggage resort, yep. you know, like off to the side there because there was like an overhang. So we did it over there. Like chemist spot, I don't know. Those are really fun and they're fun souvenirs to, to take back home. Yeah, there's a lot of resorts that do stuff like that. I know Beach Club, we uh, we had the girls there for a marathon weekend. It was like really cold. It was really miserable weather. We went into the uh, solarium at the Beach Club Villas. Yeah. And you could do like a, like paint porcelain little figures yeah. for like, you know, five, 10 bucks. And you'll, 
a lot of the DVC resorts, the DVC resorts will do that with their like DVC member play area, and you don't have to necessarily be a DVC member to participate in those. Like you might get like a a discount if you're a DVC member, but outside of that, like it's really open to everyone. Yeah, and that's again, you know, you you think about it because that is something that is relatively inexpensive that you go home with a souvenir that you actually physically made. You know, like I think that's something, and like it's kind of like with Emily's, you know, around the world, and they did like. She didn't make any of that stuff, but, you know, you go home with kind of like it was part of a an adventure. You know, there's yeah. a story about it. That's why I like my medals with Run Disney. Like, you you have a story behind that medal. You know, it's not just something you went into the Emporium and grabbed. Yeah. I know awesome. Mallory and Emily had a riot, though, making those, the stuff at the beach club. And, like, it was just fun because, like, then it was, like, the anticipation. Because usually when you make something like that, they got to know your checkout day because it might take, like, a few days to fire it up mm-hmm. or whatever. And, like all the buildup, like, oh, what's it going to look like, you know, in a few days, you know, like, I don't know. It's just fun. I wonder how many of those get left behind. I'm sure a bunch. Cause you're like, dude, we're, oh, not, we're, we're at the magic kingdom. We got to get on our flight. Like too bad. Yeah. Your, your elephant yeah. is just going to be donated. Yeah. You <laughs> know what they're doing at like California grill. Like I saw that when we were staying at the contemporary, it was like Fridays and Mondays or something. You can go up to California grill and do something like that. Like now that is a cool experience. Cool. Like, you don't want to spend like the ridiculous, the, hundred dollar prefix meal or whatever it is now at top of the world but instead you can like do a craft you can look down on the magic kingdom that's kind of a cool alternative if you've never been up there get up because i've never eaten there but i've been up there for a couple of events it's gorgeous up there man you just got you, whatever the excuse is up there one of these race weekends like yeah, i know I, it's so expensive right no, now i would like, try it i would try it i want you to see a sunset from up there yeah. like, and then like do fireworks it is it's I would, I would eat there totally when it was just me because I, you know, it's not so expensive when it's just one person and I eat that kind of stuff. The problem is I'm not taking my family because nobody eats the fancy food. Like nobody, maybe for princess weekend. I've kind of already had marathon lockdown. It's cool. Yeah, totally. It'll be super romantic. Yeah, no. I forgot where we were. Oh, we were at the Mexican, we were at El Azteca, our Mexican place. Somebody ordered like shrimp fajitas or something. And Pam almost fell out. Like, I mean, it smelled good to me because I like seafood, but it, it was so strong, you know. So I'm like, I'm never going to get to go to a we'll have like fancy place. The rest of the people will just have like, we'll take a big group. Everyone will have their own table, but you and I will just like, <laughs> have like, a window seat. Table for me. two so we can see the fireworks, please. <laughs> yeah. We're podcasters. Okay. Next question is from Chip. He says, I do have a question for you guys. Wife and I are going on the dream in January for a Fortnite cruise. Ideas for tips for the day in Nassau and the day at sea. Uh, we have Palo Brunch on the day at sea, winning. That's the best thing to do. But any other ideas? Thanks. So Nassau, <laughs> Nassau, I don't get off the ship anymore. I'll be honest because here's the thing. It looks, and I'm just being brutally honest about Nassau. Nassau, if it's your first time in Nassau, get off and you can walk around. It's it's okay. But you're going to quickly, and, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but you're going to quickly discover that the Disney dream is 10 times more lush than anything you're going to encounter on the island of Nassau. Nassau's okay. It's got, I mean, we went in there, we took Paige and Hannah before they were 21. I think they were 20. And so they wanted to go have a drink. So we, you know, we were on a cruise and we were, nobody was driving. And so we took them to senior frogs right there on the pier with the, you know, that was a bad idea. Um, Cause that was kind of a dirty place. They have a straw market. Now here, here's my tip. If you want to like buy a souvenir from NASA or something, you can go into the straw market, which means you get off the ship, you walk on the pier, you're right in, you're immediately into the straw market. And that's where like all the local vendors are, you can buy like little purses made out of, you know, straw and all the tchotchkes and all the little souvenirs. Now you can walk through there, then you're into Nassau proper downtown. 
and you can walk around. There's like swatch stores. There's, you know, jewelry stores and it's fine. It's totally fine. But there, there's not a lot to do. You can go over to Atlantis. That's what a lot of people do. They get a water taxi or regular taxi over to Atlantis to the big casino that you'll see. Uh, there's a casino there. So you can gamble if you want. You can do a dolphin excursion. That's what a lot of people do. I tended to stay on the ship because some people probably 25, 30, 35% of the people get off the ship. So there's, a, you know, it's a good time to ride the aqueduct. It's a lot of, you know, good time to swim in the pools. A lot of time just to hang out on the ship. I almost treat it as a second sea day. But what about you for Nassau? What are you, what are you thinking? I can't, I can't say anything different than that, what you just said, Mike. Like our first couple cruises, yeah, we got off. I think one, even one time with, with you, we went to Senor Frogs too. That was the day that we had tequila and mixology afterwards. That was, yeah. that was a we gotta day. We got to hurry because we got to get back for uh, mixology. Yeah, that was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, basically um but yeah like it's and dennis even says something about like stretching the leg sometimes it's good just to get off the ship maybe if you want to just like look around but like i don't go too far into nasa our friend georgia jokingly says like he always go, gets off to get a starbucks then comes back on the ship you know just to stretch the legs out a little bit but definitely they get a sea day you know like the ship is what i love the most and i know everyone's kind of different but like i'm there for the ship and like the last cruise I did, like over Memorial Day weekend, we didn't get off for Nassau, and we just had so much fun. There was so much trivia going on. We hung out out at the pool for a couple hours, did a bunch of character meet and greets. You can do so much on that day that I think you'll get more value out of than trying to stress yourself getting off the ship and all that. Because sometimes getting on and off, it can be stressful, right? Like you don't want to miss like your calling for the port. Right. You know, just have a laid back day, have a chill breakfast, maybe like a lunch at one of the table service places instead of the, the, you know, the quick grab and goes like, and just make it a fun day on the ship. And the thing is I'm, so I'm from Missouri, right? So we, like, I, I've never been to New York city. I've, I've rarely been in like big metropolitan areas in my life. Like I, I we go to Chicago every once in a while and we'll be going more because of page, but like when you go into Nassau, the locals do, especially like with Paige and Mallory, they both have long hair. They come up to them constantly and like want to braid their hair and like want to sell them stuff. And like, I understand that that's how they're trying to make their living you know, the locals in, in the Bahamas, but I'm just, that's super uncomfortable to me. Cause like, you know, I understand. And like, I, and, but I mean, I don't, my girls don't want to get their hair braided. Like that's not how they wear their hair. And you know, like it's just one person after the next sometimes. And, uh, you know, you want to do that. But then if you, you know, give somebody some money, then everybody's on you. It, it, it doesn't happen every cruise, but it has happened. And so I just like to the ship is just you're paying to be on that wonderful ship. I like to stay on there. Now, the day at sea, here's the thing about the day at sea. Look at your personal navigator before the day at sea, because what happens is the day at sea, Disney Cruise Line loads up with fun activities for the sea day. I mean, you're going to have all kinds of stuff. You're going to have a lot of adult activities in the adult area. I mean, there may be things like a belly flop and it's always fun stuff like a belly flop contest or like adults, eighties trivia in the pub or, um, family, uh, like we did a family thing where you, they gave us like a, like a potato and you had to turn it into a race car and you raced them, you know, down in evolution. And it was really, you Mickey know, 300. Yeah. The Mickey <laughs> 300, you know, it was, it, you know, there's, there's all this crazy towel folding. They can show you like, how, how do they make those towels? You make them just like they make for your rooms each night. Um, lots of character meet and greets, like you just said. So check out, you know, your C day, it, you can be as busy as you want. I mean, you can go and I do, I love, love, love the C day for all the activities, but you could also just do nothing on the C day. Just sit there by the pool and just watch the, the water all day and that's awesome but i love like i'm going from trivia to, to this to that 
because you just don't get to do that kind of stuff. I mean, we we did fantasy baseball draft one time, and it it was the weirdest thing. Like a, but it was it was awesome. Like it was it's so unique. I did World Cup this kind of soccer game because World Cup was going on one time while we were in there, and I didn't understand what this thing was, but it was fun. Um, I just like that international flavor. So I, you know, I say check out the Navigator before and really plan out your sea day because you can do a ton of cool stuff. All right, let's get to uh, real quick. Diane says the port was under construction in August. Not sure if it's done now. We either go to check out Atlantis or we book the excursion for the Blue Lagoon. That sounds nice. Thanks, Diane. All right, uh, Michelle says, uh, let's see here. My parents may not do any park days with us. I think it's just too much walking. You guys just had a great episode about doing resort days. Thank you for that. So many great ideas. Their plan is just to enjoy the beach club, the boardwalk area, take the Skyliner to the Riviera and check that out. Resort hop and hang out at the lounges. Please thank Pam for her endorsement of the resort lounges. We definitely will. I'm sure she's enjoying quite a few out at uh, Disneyland right now. Anyways, my question is, do you need park tickets to go on the Harmonious Fireworks Cruise? I'm thinking of booking that for our family, but as my parents won't have park tickets, is this something they can do? Thanks, Michelle. Good news, Michelle. You do not need theme park tickets to do the fireworks uh, cruises because you do. Not. I mean, you, uh, technically, I guess you kind of enter the park on the on the pontoon boat. You go into the bridge by France, but you do not go through any touch points. So you do not need tickets. So, boom, do that. And I've done that many times. I did that like two or three times with Illuminations. I haven't done it with Harmonious, but it is awesome. And I've done it a couple times for uh, out in the Seven Seas Lagoon for the Magic Kingdom. And it is it's very cool. Uh, let's see here. That's a question about what languages we speak. We speak English. Uh, <laughs> say that was somebody from, uh, Valencia, Spain. So hi, thanks for tuning in from Valencia, Spain. We, uh, do speak English. I, I speak a little Spanish, but not enough to uh, get by. I took five years of Spanish. My, my family school. speaks Spanish and I love how they just have conversations and I don't understand what they're saying. Um, it's kind of, kind of entertaining sometimes. Nice. Oh, I swear shit. they're talking. I swear they're talking about me, Mike, when they do that. I know. Same, same. I, yeah, I know enough to be like, hey, stop. I know you're talking about me. Uh, Chip follows up. He says uh, they're definitely doing the margarita tequila tasting since that's his wife's favorite and uh, wasn't allowed to, to do the bourbon. The bourbon usually does not sell out, but the margarita tequila, boom. I mean, it's gone in a blink. So, yeah, get I would do both. <laughs> not on the same day. No, I recommend not doing them on the same day. Mike and I have experience with that and. It doesn't end as well as you would think. Yes. You get, your your family doesn't want you at dinner, basically. You're a superstar. Just, yeah. The dinner is you're full of too yeah. much energy. Yes, you is. are. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Matthew's got a question. He says, maybe I'm too late for when you record, but really need to know this. Here we go. For the day of the marathon, do spectators have to have a park reservation? If so, because of the 2 p.m. rule, are they in effect limited to spectating at one park? So Scott, talk to us about how, because spectators are allowed to over marathon weekend, allowed to go into the parks to cheer everybody on, but talk, talk to Matt about how this is going to work out for them. Yeah. So there are a couple spots like, cause the cool thing about the marathon, it goes through all four theme parks. Um, the real ones you're going to be able to cheer at though, are like animal kingdom, like the parking lot area or somewhere like in, um, kind of like in the Asia area. So like they can go into animal kingdom and cheer you on. But yeah, with the or Epcot would be the my my most ideal one or, or the studios at near the end of the race. But yeah, so the it's still gonna work that you need to have that park reservation. So 
if your spectator is planning on you know cheering you at animal kingdom they're gonna have to be stuck at animal kingdom till at least two o'clock to park hop somewhere else and then at that point the marathon's going to be over so i would recommend that your spectator like choose the spot that they really want to be at where you want to see them the most which is usually epcot that's what my that's what my wife does she goes in the Epcot, she makes her park reservation there, and then she'll be somewhere around World Showcase. I know it's like right near the end, but there's something about seeing that family member that gives you that last boost for that last, you know, three quarters of a mile. So park hopping will be tricky because the race will be over by the time, you know, the park hopping goes in. So they have to commit to that one park. I will say the one hack around that is have your family, if you're running the full marathon on Sunday or even the, the half marathon on Saturday, your family can watch you at the Magic Kingdom without a theme park reservation because you get in the park there before the park actually opens. They let spectators on Main Street. Now, you got to be there extremely early. I mean, I've... Do I have to pay ever, for that too? Is that part of like a... I don't like think a, so. I think you can just... package? I wasn't sure. No, okay. I think you can just get in. And But I think, I mean, you got to be on the buses with the runners. Like, it's, you know, it's like, you got to be... Because, I mean, think about it. We get there... You it's, get there later early. now, though, because the course has changed. Isn't it still at like mile? It's not. It, I what, think it's like mile eleven now, or something. Oh yeah, I think it is after race. Year. Yeah, because it used to be like yeah. mile six. Yeah, I think yeah. they because they added yeah, that's they true. Changed now, the course yeah. where you run through Epcot first now. So yeah, scratch that because it used to be early. So I mean, you could have been in there way before the park ever opens. Get in but, and out. But there's parking lot areas, right? I thought that's where you were going. Like you can cheer at the TTC um, Animal Kingdom. Like you run through the parking lot there. So I see a lot of spectators in Animal Kingdom Park. So. That's another good hack, right? You can cheer at Animal Kingdom's parking lot and then have your park reservation for the studios or Epcot, and then you can go over to one of those parks and see them again on the course. I would say the, the, the you, that's a good point. The TTC and the parking lots are kind of a hack. It's the easiest place to cheer, and it's most appreciated by the runners. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, there's just there's a swarm of people like on Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset or... Um, as we go through World Showcase and we're delusional, we don't even know where we are. Just like, please let me let me finish. I'm done. Um, but even you know, as we go down Main Street USA or you know through Fantasyland or what have you, you know, Animal Kingdom, there you know, you, strangers get you through there. But when you have a loved one in a parking lot, like at the Animal the, the Animal Kingdom parking lot, just feels like it's like the size of Texas. I mean. It's ridiculous. Like the parking lot gets bigger every year because I get older every year, you know, or somebody's at the TT, the TTC. I, I, I still say this and I think it's fun for the spectators and for the runners for my money. The TTC is like, got the most energy. It reminds me of the world cups going on right now. Like it's almost like the mini world cup section of marathon. We of the marathon course for half and full. Like, it's crazy. Like you see people, like there's a marching band as you're coming out of it. Like, as you kind of get through, you're like, Oh, that was awesome. And then it's like, doo, 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 doo. it's like, yeah, we're not done. And it's like, it's if you want your family to have a good time cheering, encourage TTC early. Cause that's a good place to go. Then they can bounce maybe over to animal kingdom or something. But uh, that's, that's an underrated cheer spot. I love running through there. Cause it's, it's the whole tight. race was like, that. Oh, it's all, Chicago marathon's kind of like that. And you told me that. Yeah. yeah oh because God, like you weird. run through that. And then, yeah, then you kind of like exit out and then you run towards the contemporary and then it just kind of like, it all dies down. Like all that like great energy is gone, you know, yeah. like that's the bummer when you go through those great spectating yeah. sections and then you're like, oh, where's, where's the drum line at? Now? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, funnel down into that skinny, skinny place under the water bridge in front of the contemporary. People are almost biting it because it's, you know, kind of dark and people are oh. trying to pass people on the curb. And you're like, dude, I've done this a hundred... 
don't try to pass on that. Poof, there they go. Like the yeah. rookie, like there's a curb there and it's big right. every year. Somebody bites it. I love, I love that water bridge. And I didn't tell you this. So one of the nights on our last trip, driving back home, you know, to the contemporary, the, um, the water pageant went over us, <laughs> which nice. was like a really cool, like feeling like you're driving underneath the the water pageant. That was a first for us. And I thought that was super cool. Sean's asking if either one of us are scheduling a quick trip to get on Splash Mountain one last time. We don't have to because we'll be down there for a marathon. <laughs> it's funny how that's going to work out. We'll get our last rides on, uh, you know, about a month from now. So, yeah, yeah we talked about it. It is a good time, though, to get that last trip in because you can combine the festival, uh, or, uh, festival of the uh, arts and, arts. Uh, you know, really get be careful to say that because we've said it before. Festival of the arts, arts. Uh, 12-year-old Mike, here we go. Uh, Alan says, are they still doing New Year's Eve fireworks in Epcot after Harmonious for the 2023 countdown? I would say yes. I'd like a tag. I would say they're going to definitely do a tag. I mean, yeah, they will. Yeah. I, I feel bad that I don't know this answer with a hundred percent certainty. Cause a lot of times I'd be going down there, like, especially this year where the marathon is so early, but I'm not this year. Um, but I would say yes, but I don't know for a hundred percent certainty. Just watch again, you know, Disney doesn't announce this stuff until like you're there, you know, like it's brutal how late they wait. But I mean, I don't think there's ever been a year that they haven't done a countdown in a park. There would be pitchforks and rioting if, Oh, you know, it's midnight. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Like they, you know, they're Disney. They're going to have a count, especially. Yeah, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're doing the magic kingdom one. Cause I remember seeing like the California grill, like the top of the world, at new year's Eve, $600 a person thing is like on sale again. So if they're Man. doing that Magic Kingdom, they would be doing it at Epcot. So. All right. Rhonda Lee, our favorite Canadian, who's always here. We appreciate her so much. Can't wait to see her here shortly. She says, I've told my hubby I don't care if I see him. No, I'm just going to continue there. <laughs> if I stop there, it's dramatic. <laughs> End of um, statement. <laughs> exactly. No. I've told my husband I don't care if I see him for the first three races, but he better be in a world showcase for the fall with an adult beverage. That's what keeps a marriage going right there. Uh, speaking of which, what is the best adult beverage to celebrate the marathon? I mean, simple, right? It, it's your favorite. Whatever's your favorite. Whatever your what, favorite exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Uh, I think Andy, my brother-in-law, when he did it, he finished with a beer. I think he bought Paige a beer, didn't he? One year, or he? I think so. I know I've um, I've I've finished with a beer. Like Moose had a beer for me. It was great. Moose had a beer for me in France, and then I had a margarita waiting for me. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I do multiple yeah, drinks. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink around the world at mile twenty-six. You're so dehydrated. You are drunk as a skunk yeah. in like ten seconds. I've needed to some the year with like my where I was on a broken leg or whatever. Like one of our friends had like a shot at a Why World of Sports that helped a little bit. Oh, I forgot <laughs> I about that. Yes, I had two was that, drinks because I was, just needed something to numb it. That was Deb, right? Deb Stevens. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was awesome, man. She had the whole setup over there. Oh, man. That was Oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Deb was always there. I don't think she had the shot. I think that was like one of Melissa's friends or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she had like the whole table and the, yeah, you know, Deb, I mean, Deb, it was like a buffet. The greatest spectator of all time. Oh, 100%. I mean, her and the yeah. Lawrence's, like, I don't want to leave anyone out. No, That's no, why no. I want to start doing like name drops, but like, she had a buffet. Yeah, she had a buffet like at mile 18, and it was yeah. very much pretty. I mean, Coke Zeros. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it was, God bless her. <laughs> yeah. oh man uh sean says get the welsh dragon in the uk we don't go past we, we, we yeah we no yeah we do yeah, go past you the UK. Go out of your way like i don't know if, you might have to go off course a little bit and backwards i don't know if they 
I, I hope know. I get to ride rock and roller coaster this year because last year I could not get on it. it was, they would, I, Dude, I tried to schmooze my way rides, on. Like, I'm just all about like, I just hope I stand up straight and finish. The best was I did ride rock and roller coaster a couple of years ago and it was awesome because I rode next to some because I single, I got on the single rider, I got in with, within about 10, 10 minutes. And everybody around me was like, why are you so sweaty? Why do you stink so bad? And I'm like, I'm running the race. Like, You see my bib? And it was just, they all got in and it was awesome. Like that picture was great. But yeah, I tried, I tried last year and that cast member was not having it. I'm like, come on, let me just get in. I'm just going to get in the single. No. Uh, like I just I, no. What I wanted was I want to get in the fast pass. It goes back when they had fast pass. I need to get in the GD plus the fast pass lane. Like no, you're not getting in. I'm like come on, come on. I'm running the race. I just want to get no. I was like please no. I was fine. I just took off running. Anyway, they're just doing their job. All just right, make let, a GD plus for that day for that. I could. That time. I could. All right. Last question of the day comes from Olivia. I think we met Olivia actually at uh, ABC commissary with her. Oh, mom. we were just talking about the sandwich. I Mike. know. Yes. We we're just talking about this. And here's a question. For, I think this is Olivia uh, that we met over met her, like a, in the summer of 2021 yeah, over I a Buffalo. That. After we golfed. Yeah. Yeah. We were speaking of stinky because we totally yeah. probably were. Uh, hey, Mike, it's Olivia from North Carolina writing with a listener question. My husband and I are doing Disney and Universal on our honeymoon coming up in January. Maybe it's not the same Olivia. I don't know. It was a little yeah, Olivia. I, I don't think Olivia. she was married. Uh, we haven't been to the park since February 2020. And after this trip, likely won't return for a couple of years. We're not pool people or drinking people. So we are focusing on spending time in the parks and eating some good food while we're down there. This trip is already a splurge, 10 nights at Pop Century, and we already have some splurge reservations like Be Our Guest Dinner and the Space 220 Lounge. But when doing my dining reservation day came around, I panicked and booked a Cinderella's Royal Table. Our last trip, my husband first and, and I discovered that even though he doesn't like princesses, he thought the castle was really cool and loved our Be Our Guest pre-park opening breakfast back when I was back when that was a thing. We also found character meet and greets super awkward as a non-Disney adult. And I know the princesses aren't in Cinderella's Royal Table right now. Should I keep the breakfast reservation as long as the princesses won't come back? I thought it would be a cool surprise to tell him we're having breakfast in the castle. It sounds so dreamy for our first morning in the Magic Kingdom. But $110 for breakfast when we're already splurging so much? Yikes, I need help. Should I splurge? Thanks for everything you do. Life has thrown some crazy curveballs over the last couple of years, but one comforting constant in my life that I can always listen to Mike and the crew on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Thanks, Olivia. So good question, because I will tell you what, it is amazing inside of Cinderella's Roll Table. It, it, the architecture in there and like looking out the stained glass windows into Fantasyland and the experience of Cinderella's Roll Table is Remarkable, but I have not been there for years and years, and it's because of the cost. It is expensive. It's it is a splurge with I mean, like all caps, like caps lock. So Scott, we're, you're more of a splurger than I. I would yeah. say you're worried about it. I would say no, because he he doesn't know about it, so he doesn't know he's missing it right now. It's a surprise. But what do you say? This is such a tough one because I'm with you, Mike. Like. I've actually had a Royal table reservation booked recently and canceled it because of the cost. And I was like, I don't know if it's worth it. And I haven't been there. My goodness. In like eight or seven years. And like, I really want to get back in there, but it was like the cost that did mm -hmm. me, but 
I'm gonna recommend it because listen to this. Like it's their honeymoon. It, like yeah, that's how true. How awesome is that? Like your honeymoon, your newlyweds, you're gonna go have breakfast in the castle. And yeah, I think she yeah. said it was part of the early. It was like before park opening. Is that right? Uh, I, mentioned, yeah. I heard it mentioned about BR Gus was previously for them. But if you can get in there early, the park, you know, you get those like castle photos with like not that many people around you. It's your honeymoon. Like I don't know. That just seems like a recipe that's just made for i mean not made for disaster but it's just beautiful right like honeymoon cinderella's castle like you gotta do it I, i'm sorry I'm, I'm, it's easy to spend other people's money but i say you gotta do it yeah you know what you won me over because it's you know you your honeymoon is a special it's time romantic. right yeah right i mean it's like you're going down to run a stupid marathon <laughs> you know, like, you know, like you're, who you know that's not a great i you're already spending much money to, to run all these races but you're going out for your honeymoon it's special and that is i mean it is super romantic in there and you'll have a great breakfast. Just throw coffee. The good news is, too, it's a prepaid meal. So you pay for it up front. You're not even going to be paying for it that day. And Make like, that gen- like a wedding present. Like, put that on your wet register oh, or something. Yeah, for Disney table. Like, get a gift card. Yeah, get a gift card. You know, Dennis down in Texas, he's a huge Disney fan, says, I'd do it. How often do you get to eat in a castle? Right. I mean, you've already done one of the castles. Be our guest. So there you go. Do it. You got to be a completionist. Well, great questions today, and thank you, Scott, for helping answer those. We had a good time today talking. Uh, I love it because we get we got to do some cruise, some Walt Disney World, and just kind of all over the place. Good stuff. It was, it was a fun episode, as always. Happy to be here. All right. We'll be back on Friday. We're Friday. I think we're going to talk shortcuts. We're going to talk about saving time and steps on your next Disney trip, whether it's uh, you know Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line, how to save time and some time on your feet. Because we're going to talk physical shortcuts around the property and also how to, uh, you know, knock a couple minutes off here and there during your trip if you're trying to shave things down to, to be more efficient on your, because we're not always efficient, but sometimes you got to be because you want to get somewhere. So we'll talk about that on Friday. Ricky will join us. We'll have a good old time with it. She'll be on a brand new laptop, which means nothing to you guys, but it means a lot to me. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited. Anyway, today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. Here's all you need to do. Swing by the website, themagicforless.com. Fill out the quote form while you're there. It's super simple. You just select your destination, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney. Put in as much information as you have. And then where it says, where'd you hear about us? Just put the BOGP. It'll come right to me and we'll be planning that trip together. It'll be a lot of fun. I'd appreciate it so much. And we'll take great care of you from there. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Also, while you shop this holiday season, make it easy on yourself and support the show at the same time. Use Amazon. Just click through our link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. That really does help us out. And a huge shout out to our patrons, many who are in our chat room right now. We appreciate you so very much. You can support the show over there once a month over on Patreon at patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. And you'll get that bonus show that's called Mike in the Midwest, full of wacky stories of growing up here in Missouri. All right, uh, give Scott a follow on social media. He's at Instagram and Twitter at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm a BR guest, Mike, and would love to talk to you this week on the social media as well. And of course, Scott and I will be back this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, where we turn the show over to you. We open up the phone lines. We take your calls. We talk about Run Disney. We talk about Walt Disney World trip planning. We talk about Disneyland. We cruise. We talk about all current topics. It's a really fun time. Lots of great calls last Sunday, and we'll do it again this Sunday. Join us, Facebook and YouTube, Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We'll be waiting for your call. All right, we're going to get out of here, and uh, we'll join you again on Friday. So until we get back together again, for Scott, I'm Mike. 
Wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay out of the transfer portal. And we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the BR Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at brguestpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.